0: Here, let's do it. Welcome to Run with Purposes. This episode number. 52 for those of you that are new to this show my name is flores and i'm so very glad that you found this podcast would love if you would subscribe and you can always reach out to me on all the socials at Flores.run. dot uh, run happy new year we made it to 2021 can you believe it that doesn't seem uh, after this past year I, I can't say how excited I am that we're actually here in 2021, but today we have a special episode. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you're going to see a lot of faces on the screen. This is the most faces we've ever had on this podcast at once. That's why I'm going to be looking all over the place. I'm not even going to, at, even going to try to look at the camera today. We're just going to look at the screen. Um, but a buddy of mine and some of his like longtime family friends started this uh, collective, I guess we can call it. It's a, a hunting group, a group of manly men. You can see the beards on the video. If you're here and uh, I call them manly men cause I'm not one of those. I'm, I'm like a fake one. I just kind of grow the beard so I can have it, but I'm not going to butcher their story or what they do, but I want them to introduce themselves and yeah, we'll just go through it. So who wants to go first?
1: Well, because there's, cons- Go ahead, Adam. There he go. Yeah. So uh, my name is Adam Muth. Um, just, again, one of, the, one of the members of Moxie here.
2: So I'm Dave Stanton and
3: uh, close friends with Jonathan. And uh, I'm, I'm Nick Marinucci, another uh, member, obviously, of Hot Moxie, and I'm actually cousins uh, with David.
4: Uh, Don Smith, and I have known Nick <laughs> since uh grade school so known David the same amount of time and Adam years after that
0: nice nice well thanks for being on the show today guys and as you heard in their intros itself we're talking with uh most of Hunt Moxie most of them there we're not going to call out the person that didn't come you can look them up on socials and see who didn't make it um but it's going to be it's going to be an absolute blast we're going to talk about some really cool things today but who wants to kind of go through what hunt moxie actually is because when people hear that they're going to be like what are you doing like is there someone named moxie that you're chasing through the woods and should we be concerned for their lives (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah no so we actually this is a, a pretty common question that we get it's kind of uh, a word that in a term that you don't really hear too commonly used anymore uh, but back in February of this year we all sat down um, and realized we've, you know we've all been hunting for for um, David and I or kind of our whole lives Nick um, has been doing it for five six years now and then Don shortly after that Uh, so we all really have a passion for hunting uh, and we all watch youtube um, in the off season and and what we realize in that youtube realm is kind of the lack of quality now there's there's some channels out there that kind of bring that quality of content um, but we realize that there is a big gap so we kind of sat down together and realized like we have a passion for hunting Uh, we kind of want to bring a passion for film and videography and photography into that um, and, and that's kind of what formed, uh, hunt moxie, you know, it's a passion project. Um, and when we, when we named, uh, the group hunt moxie, uh, literally, if you look up the definition of hunt moxie, it's all about uh, resiliency and that's kind of key in the hunting game. So, uh, it kind of fit perfectly. Uh, so we ran with it and, uh, I know it kind of rules off the tongue. So that's kind of the quick and skinny.
0: Nice. Yeah. I remember when. David told me about like this. He was like, Oh, we're going to do this thing. Cause he's asked me like the video questions and stuff like that. Like what kind of stuff should we be getting? We're looking at getting this. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the stuff you're going to need if you're going to get some good video and stuff. But the whole idea of it was super cool to me. Cause it's not, it's funny. It's funny. This whole episode is going to be super ironic because it's four hunters and a vegetarian. So it's going to be a very interesting <laughs> conversation <laughs> yeah. that we're having now. Um, But it it was super interesting to me just the actual taking that kind of thing because you see these like influencers, if you will, in all different types of industries, but you don't really see it in like a hunting type realm. And if you do to your point, Adam, it's like, it's some guy with his cell phone out in the woods and it's just like, you can't hear him, You can't see anything. He's like, Oh, do you see that deer? And you're like, no, I can't see the tree. That's right in front of you. Like, what are you, what are you trying to point at here? So it's kind of, it's really cool. how You guys like took something you were passionate about and like that hobby and kind of turned it in to something more. So how do you, what are you seeing kind of as like your, I wouldn't say like purpose, but like your additional reach that you're trying to do and adding value into that hunting, hunt a, sphere, hunt a sphere. I make it up. It works.
2: Yeah. I think we're still figuring that out. Uh, that's sort of the, that's the sometimes a challenging thing, but at the same time, what makes it, I think for me personally, fun. Uh, we don't know what it is. I mean, we started it because we were those guys with a cell phone in the woods. And, Uh, Yet at the same time, we we realized that even some of the biggest names in the industry were some guys with cell phones in the woods. And it was like, all right, this is like one billion dollar, you know, multiple billions of dollars industry that just is not, it's quality wise of content being put out. It's not there. Uh, So we went all out. I mean, it wasn't a cheap venture. We all spent thousands of dollars to get the equipment because you that's the one thing about content is you do need good equipment and I'm not saying you need to buy the brand new things, but you need to get quality stuff. Quality equipment means quality content with uh, experience, but also knowledge. We didn't have that experience. We Most of us picked up cameras this year, um, but we studied the guys and, and girls who are big into photography and we're like, why don't we take the photography world and videography world and bring it to hunting? So a lot of our, uh, inspirations came from Instagram photographers who like, that's what they do. And, you know, Peter McKinnon, people love him, hate him. Uh, but he, at least
0: he's a beautiful man.
2: That's a lot of our Yeah. Right. So, and he's, he's the popular guy, right? He's the first one, new photographer inspiration, you know, they go to him. So <clears throat> then you expand and you get a little bit more into that, that world and understand, you know, what perspective is and, um, it, It's just we're not the best photographers by any means right now, but we ha- we are able to get the content. It's not just capturing the shot; it's creating the content as well as capturing the shot. Like it's just as much to go out and hunt effort wise it is is to 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 take that photograph. So it's equal share there.
0: Yeah, yeah we don't.
2: It, that's the that's sort of the great yeah. part. We're navigating what it is right now.
0: Right, and I think it's yeah. If you guys look at any the team, of their oh, stuff, sorry. like. If you look at any of their, your guys' socials or their websites or, or their, their YouTube, like everything they do is top notch. Like you guys aren't putting out crap anywhere. Like it's, it looks clean everywhere. It's consistent and it looks really good. So someone would see that and kind okay. of, I can see from... Yeah. a beginner standpoint they would look at that and go oh well, i'm never going to be able to get there but it, it's great you guys are like no we literally like picked up a camera for the first time this year i remember being at your house dave and you're like i don't know what these 50 buttons do like what how does this work like please yeah. please show me where things go and kind of help me <laughs> I, I
2: was texting these guys like oh jonathan's really helped me out with like learning the camera and you know fumbling through it but it's it's the technology today is so incredible that even Someone you know, like like me, that had never picked up a camera can do that, and uh, with a quick learn. But again, it's it's definitely a view like that. Some people can have that view of of an angle, or not saying I do, but I think all of us have a different perspective and a different viewpoint of how a shot should look. And and again, a camera does so much work, but we learned also it's so much in the edit. Uh, it there's it's not just taking the photo. There's so much time, you know, to take a photo from just capturing it to making it you know, to, to publish.
0: What were you gonna say, Nick, before I interrupted you?
3: No, I, I was just going to say, you know, if you boil it down, um, when, cause I think that your first question was like, when this got started, what was our idea behind it? And, uh, you know, I think if you boil it down, we're, we're ultimately just trying to make hunting, um, look fun and add a, like an edginess to it. Right. And like when we all started this, I think I was talking to David and I said, you know, I think the biggest thing that we could ever get out of this is if, and this was thinking very highly and it still is thinking highly of ourselves, but to be walking through a, a, a sporting goods store or somewhere where maybe a kid who watched one of our videos notices us and says, hey mom, there's the guys from Hot Moxie. And you know, like we, for, for us bow hunting, bow hunting does, a, and shooting a bow itself does a lot of different things for different people. But for me personally, it's, it's very therapeutic. Right. And so, uh, it, it builds confidence in kids. Um, it's therapeutic, it's fun and all those things. So to, to be told maybe one day that, Hey, you know, I bought my son this bow for his birthday because he watched your videos and it really changed his life. You know, like that's the most impactful thing I think that we could do for this. And that's why we're trying to make it look fun again. And we want it, when you watch one of our videos uh, or see one of our Instagram reels or something you want to either go buy a bow or you want to go grab your bow and shoot it
0: yeah so to add to that good
4: yeah and to add to that granted all the guys that have done this before us paved the way but the stuff that's out there right now is made for guys who have been hunting forever yeah and and they they enjoy watching some guy that they've watched for the last 15 years sit in a tree stand and it's boring and adding a little flair to it is trying to i'm in the basement with the kids toys and (laughs) Um, (laughs) and and adding that little flair is trying to get that that the younger generation back into it so
0: Yeah. It's interesting. You put it that way because I grew up in uh, like central North Carolina in the Piedmont region. And a lot of my friends went out hunting and stuff like that. And it was, it was always like this boring thing, like hunting and fishing and stuff. And I'm like, why do you want to just go in the woods and sit there? And it'd be the same kind of thing. They would show me cell phone, videos, like, well, look at this. And I'm just like, don't care. Like, you know, it's like that. No, no, thank you. But like seeing your guys stuff, not that I still have no interest in hunting just because I'm, I, I space out too much and I'm just like, I need to be doing something. Like my hands, like what a car handled real good. And so I couldn't just like gets
1: (laughs) like that every now and then. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't just sit there, but like the videos and the posts kind of like draw you into it. And especially the videos you get so invested in them and you're just like, what's happening, what's happening next. And you kind of, to your point, Nick it's having that like semi relationship with the viewers in the audience going, Hey, like you're here with me. Like you're, you're seeing exactly, this is like real. You're knowing what's going on for sure. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Yeah. And, and to, uh, you know, the, the consistency that you see and and that entertaining <clears throat> value, um, Josh, who's not here, he's the one that went on name, but we got to name him. Josh <laughs> is the the fifth, uh, who we started Moxie with hunt Moxie with. And, uh, he's that, he is a marketing director by profession, he went to art school. Uh, this, that's sort of his passion is um, that videography, film editing, photography. So uh, a lot of the stuff that you see on our Instagram, that very quick, uh, you know, highly edited, but also like tastefully done, that's Josh. And he's also, we all rep the brand, we're all brand focused. Uh, so that consistency of quality comes from all of us. But at the same time, we all have responsibilities. Like we're, we're a bunch of guys, like one, we're, we're best friends and family that started this thing. Uh, we're all hunters, but we're take it seriously too. We all have responsibilities. We have group meetings. Like um, we don't have income yet. Uh, we have partnerships with, with uh, companies that send us their gear and we take shots with it. Uh, but it's not like it's an income right now. Uh, so we, you know, you need to take it seriously for it to continue to grow. Josh is responsibility is that brand alignment, making sure that we're on brand. Um, and, and he's a lot of the reason why our stuff is exciting. I I think it's exciting. And again, we utilize that that Instagram, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to develop stuff for that Gen Z, uh, and those millennials that are interested in hunting, but may have never picked up a bow Hunting's only, or
4: or not interested in hunting. They didn't know it it existed. Right. Nick and I had, we didn't grow up with it. They, They had no idea it existed.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing is like hunting's only two, three months of the year. There's a lot of the year that goes by. So that what Nick was saying about the therapeutic, you know, bow shooting for more, it's more therapeutic than others. Um, and, and the killing aspect of hunting is even a smaller fraction. It's a, it's a 0.01%. So it's not what, why we do it. Um, it's ultimately the goal is the harvest. But for us, some of us it's for, you know, the the therapeutics of hunting or shooting a bow. For me personally, it's being in the woods. Like that's where I found myself. It's, you know, spiritually I grew, just like, you know, a lot of time spent alone without your cell phone disconnected from the world. Like that very rare alone time you have in 2020. Uh, So
3: there's a lot of reasons why I think we all did it and we all hunt. Well, and that's to that point is why we almost, we were trying to think of a name before Hunt Moxie that has something to do with solitude. Right, because like we find so much solitude when we're in the woods by ourselves. And uh, I myself am one that my mind's always going and I always need to do something. So that is my opportunity to just shut it all down. And now it's just me focus on one thing and it's just waiting for that animal to st- step into my shooting lane, right? So uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a really cool thing. And it, I think it's one of these things that is picking up steam. Um, I think a lot of people like Joe Rogan and his podcast has had a big impact on hunting. He just started hunting like eight years ago, but he's had a big impact on hunting because a lot of people, just 30 to
0: million to people that people listen to want-
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Big. Yeah. So that's a big to do, but a lot of people just want to, they just want that organic protein. Right. So they they're now there's this big shift to like, if anyone's going to be touching my protein, it's going to be me. And I want to know where it came from. So it's just a really cool time to be in the hunting industry.
0: Yeah. Since David and you brought that up, I and mean, we can, we can talk about that. It has nothing to do about adding value, but it is interesting to me because David and I had this conversation as well. Like I'm vegetarian from a, um, a, a training aspect from, from my, my fitness with my running and that sort of thing. Not necessarily like the meat is murder kind of aspect, but I did learn a lot in this process just with, um, just how our country processes meat and all of that whole, that whole like meat market side of things. But having that conversation of you guys aren't just like, it's not for the sport of it. It's semi for the sport. Cause you enjoy the, the actual hunt. You enjoy those things, but you guys actually then it's like, here's our meat, here's this stuff. And this is what I'm eating for the next year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I have, right. I have like mad respect for that because I know, people in my extended family where it's like those paid hunts, like I'm going to go on someone's farm and I'm going to shoot a bear. And you're like, why is that bear trapped in their farm? And it's like, well, I'm going to shoot this bear and then we're just going to let it die. And that, and you're just like, well, that's, I don't, I don't, we don't need a rug that bad, you know, like we'll just, <laughs> it's, it's not really right. that necessary, but
2: right. Sure. Um, yeah. We all, we all do fair chase. Um, so it's
0: what's that, what's that mean? Live. Cause I don't know what that means.
2: Yep. So fair chase is, uh, basically it's, these animals are in the woods. They're not fenced in, um, they're, they can go anywhere they please. Uh, so, um, so that's one important thing, but also like to, to expand a little bit on that is uh, huge respect for the animal. Uh, and that's, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge. It's people call it a sport, but it's so much more of like the, the challenge. Um, and considering we use bow, it makes it that much more challenging for us. Um, uh, and, you know, sustainability, like that vegan aspect of it, and it, this this is somewhat of an argued theory, but this is what mo- a lot of hunters believe in. Sustainability, like if you're a vegetarian, right, and you buy food from farms, you buy food from farms across the country, sometimes other countries. And a farm, unfortunately, takes habitat that's untouched, cut all the trees down, and plant rows of corn and uh, soy and all that, right? So, where we take one animal out of the woods that can replace itself farms take all the animals out of the woods and cannot replace themselves it's an so ecosystem it's the system that they're it's, yeah, taking it's all about ecosystem and, <laughs> and hunters are the largest financial contributors to wildlife in the country so there's like there's some ignorance when it comes to hunting i'm not saying you know being a vegan or not that's fine it's time, it's time to mute david i don't
0: know why he keeps going down this but i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it's when a vegan attacks a hunter i asked those questions <laughs> what well, do you grow all your own food in your backyard and generally the answer is no and you can't i mean we live in ohio right yeah so it's it's a it's a conversation not an argument but it's a conversation i'll have with people about sustainability uh and and an ecosystem uh, and hunters actually they work land to make land more sustainable and in you know habitable for animals that's what we do we want animals to thrive in the land that we own um, and, and it's gotten to a point where overpopulation has been actually an issue
1: with disease Yeah. just piggybacking on that i think there's a you know there's always you know some individuals out there that hunt that kind of shed bad light or give a bad name to to all hunters out there and it's that's kind of just an unfortunate reality. But to David's point, um, you know, the hunters anglers, um, are kind of the biggest donators and the biggest pushers for, for wildlife, wildlife conservation. Um, it's a big misconception out there. Um, but I I think kind of with this new wave of hunters and, uh, kind of the way that the industry is heading, people are starting to realize that that's actually the case.
2: Yeah. To circle back to that value, Jonathan is, Mm -hmm. that's what we want. Uh, Hunting is, compared to population growth it's a dying sport um but there's a resurgence and um you know that's important because we need hunters and anglers in the in in this country and uh that's a lot of the reason why we did it we wanted to bring more value and a a, like an easier way to connect to what we do to that gen z uh and millennial uh age group
0: yeah because because that age group itself i'm obviously in the very the high end of that, but it's when we think of hunting, you think of your grandfather in the trees and you're just like, this is boring and this is not exciting and what what fun could this be? And then you get into the whole meat is murder concept. Cause obviously all these Gen Zers, it's like, you know, I need to eat my impossible meat. And you're like, well, it goes to the soy conversation. You're just like, and it's not that good anyways. And it's not healthy for you. Don't eat the impossible Whopper. It's garbage. <laughs> um, but it's a whole, that's all we can go to a whole different episode about all of that. But so, so kind of with that, that thing of trying to add value in that, what challenges if you've seen any of trying to make sure you're adding value in such a way that you're not just you're not just reaching that hunter population because like you said you know a lot of people that watch the hunting videos are people that have been watching the same guy hunt for the last 10 years and you can see that in their their clips it's like hey they've got 200 views and they only have 150 subscribers and that's been the same people like for the last 10 years what challenges have you seen in kind of expanding it outside of just like a hunter's mindset
3: well, I think that you know. We, so part of what we do is, and it's part of our motto or, or tagline, is capturing the chase and sharing the lifestyle. Um, so uh, we try to capture a lot of what the other guys aren't sharing, and that's the lifestyle that we live. And you know, so like a lot through the summer months, we shared uh, cra- going crabbing in Seattle City, a family vacation spot that we've gone to for years, and uh, we, we tried sharing that side of it in hope in hopes to relate to people that maybe are not into hunting, uh, yet, or maybe they'll never be, but, uh, we just want to shed a positive light on, on the industry. And I think that what we just kind of recently came across is that some of the algorithms that we encounter with Instagram and YouTube, um, we've learned that there's certain red flags, uh, that might be getting thrown up, uh, once they figure out that you're a hunting channel, um, and so I think that, because the um, the the cadence that we're pumping out content and the reach that we're trying to get, uh, it's been a slow start. It's been, as fast as it's been, it's also been slower than we thought it was going to be. And we've kind of, we'll hit like a certain amount of, of, of numbers and then we'll stall there for a little bit. And then it, it's been a slow grow, um, but I think some of that has to do with the algorithms and and them maybe not some of their policies not being on board with the hunting industry and there's weapons Mm, you know in that and it kind of hinders us a little bit i think not just us but the hunting industry as a whole right yeah i mean because
0: you can have that with with algorithms and stuff it's like yeah obviously with the weapons and stuff like that i can see that kind of getting not necessarily flagged but the way YouTube works, Google is a machine that it wants you to see what it wants you to see. It's, it's going to push its own agenda. And unfortunately hunting's not one of those agendas that Silicon Valley is going to be pushing.
2: Sure. For sure. Yeah, there, there's a, there was a huge field or a rather farm to table, um, uh, phenomenon that happened over the last 10 years. Right. And, and largely driven, like I said, by those millennials and G, uh, gen X's or gen Z's, uh, and, it's expanded to field to table more and more people want to know where their food's coming from, uh, especially meat. Uh, and have you ever seen that Portlandia
0: episode where they're like, they want to know what the name of their chicken was, They're like, and, and, and what kind of, what kind of grass was he walking on? Okay. And they're like, can we, can we go in the whole episode? It's like a 20 minute bit and they go to the farm and they like pet the chickens, like parent or what? like, I'm just like, what are you like? He's like, mm, but he didn't have a good life. And then it ends up being a commune. And it's a, it's a cult. It's a weird, it's a real weird twist. Sorry. Continue David.
2: listen. We, we name our animals too. So it's not that strange like we create this weird relationship with animals that we pursue um generally speaking we're we're trying to harvest deer that are on their tail end of their life um but yeah so we are pursuing those world class not world class but higher older mature deer (laughs) that uh their racks give them away and we name them so we do the same thing but that whole field to to table uh like i said expanded to field to table and that phenomenon there's like hipsters, whatever you want to call that group of people who are really passionate about things, right?
0: you uh, see me in uh, my Jonathan five panel called... my five panel camper hat like yeah, I know I know hey, what you're talking we're, about
2: we're, yeah, so you know I've called you a hipster a few times in life. I have a secret love and and consider myself sometimes hipster, but that group is really like, oh, hey, I want to know where my food comes from and we do all of it we we harvest the animal, we clean the animal, we butcher it. We process it. It goes in our freezer. No one else touches it. Um, And so there's a little avenue into the younger generation through that with the whole, like caring where your food comes that we're not, it's not like we're doing that. It's just a general, they care more about where their food comes. Uh, Instagram is easily, and uh, the way that we connect with that younger generation, because what we put out is very, you know, the music you use, right? So we're using more house EDM style music for hunting and like those don't go together. So it's like taking two things that historically don't go together. Like your grandma my, you know, the grandpas of the world aren't necessarily watching us and like, man, that's a cool song. Right. They're like, what the, what, what the heck is this? Mute. Yes. So we're <laughs> yeah. throwing those things at it. Go ahead, Don.
4: No, no, I was going to say like another thing that just like you were going to say, um, or what you were saying, a lot of the things that we're finding on YouTube, we can't compete with the guys that are living in Georgia or Kansas or Iowa who are kill, who are passing on deer that look like the ones behind Dave. Those are the those are big guys in Ohio. And all the a lot of the hunters that are existing right now care about are killing big bucks. It's it's more about just the kill than it is the rest of it. But it is going to switch at some point or we're seeing a switch right now because that younger generation is is more uh sensitive to the where their food is coming from they're not going to kroger and getting the chicken breasts that are the size of my thigh they're they're looking for the organic stuff
0: yeah it's like I, I've, I've never thigh. seen a it's chicken a giant, that giant exactly exactly yeah. they're like
4: I, uh, turkeys aren't supposed to grow that big man yeah you're, like, you're not supposed to pump meat full of water exactly <laughs> like, but it's tough to compete that's that that was one of the challenges we talked about before is it's tough to compete with the guys who are killing absolute monsters compared to what we are, but we're not just showing that.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that kind of goes to that, your tagline of capturing the chase, like having that, that lifestyle approach, like you said, Nick is, I think that's kind of what draws people and that's how you really gain an audience because it's more than, again, it goes back to being invested with you. They're like, they're in it for you guys. And it's like, yeah, you're doing really cool things and you're displaying them in amazing ways. But I think even, even if you had, if, even if your quality was a little less like, cause you guys are putting out amazing stuff. If it was less, I still think your stories would still be able to come through that and because of the way you guys are, are, are thinking about it, cause you can tell you're thinking about it. It's not just running gun shooting. It's like, no, I know. This is the story I want to, to tell. And it's like, and that's when you get moments like this. I didn't know. Uh,
2: He's down.
3: He's down. He's down. Right
0: <laughs> yeah, David, I made that a sound clip on my board. Um, <laughs> That's when you get moments like that, where it's just like, you're, you're telling that story and you can, you can you can feel it. Cause I remember watching that. And I'm just like, you can see it in your face in the, in the entire time. Like yeah. you're pulling that Bravo bow back shit. and I can see it from the camera and I'm just like, Oh gosh, is he gonna get it? Is he gonna get it? And, it, it you know, and I'm like, I'm invested in it and I don't care about hunting really at all. And, but it's, but it's still something where it's like, I'll watch a 35 minute video because i'm like this is it's well done and you're just telling me a story it's a mini documentary every single time and it's amazing
3: yeah Bro, and i think I that we've we've all kind of uh enjoyed th- this process in having a camera with us as as you know cumbersome as it could be to bring this equipment with you with all of your other equipment that you're taking into the woods yeah, so, um, so
0: real quick while you're talking convenient. about that talk yeah. about all the stuff that you actually bring when you guys are filming this
3: Yeah, so like, well, just bow hunting in in general in the filming side. So you have uh, on your back, you have your pack, you have food, a lot of food, if you're me, Uh, you have your water, you have wipes in case you gotta take a dookie (laughs) in the woods, which I always have to do on morning (laughs) hunts. Um, You have have your bow, you have your stand, you have your uh, climbing sticks on your back. Um, and then in that you have your, your camera, you have your lenses, you have your microphone, you have your camera arm uh, that screws into the tree. Um, I don't know if I'm, I missing anything else in the pack? No, a you covered, you covered everything in water. Stuff. A bottle of water, a large <laughs> bottle of water. That's weight is that's, heavy. It's yeah. heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Uh, so you have all that stuff with you, but th- the nice part is I think that we've all kind of realized is, you know, th- in the past before we had cameras in the tree with us it was kind of boring or like when you when you get you when you'd get a harvest it was exciting but you had nobody to share it with now you could turn and you, you're talking into this camera and i think now we're we're just uh so used to it that we don't even view it as a camera anymore it's like we're we're talking to our our audience and so it's like people are there with you to celebrate with you. And it makes it just all the better um, when you're out there by yourself for that many hours, that, that sound clip, Jonathan, of when I was
2: talking to the camera, raw emotion coming out, like sort of subconsciously just acting, right. Cause it's such a high and that's what a lot of hunters describe it as a high at that moment that can't be replicated by any drug, anything. It's just this incredible high, um, a lot like running. I mean, I know you've experienced yeah. to me a lot of times, like you get this high when you're running that, you can't duplicate any other way. There's no synthetic way to do it. Yeah, so that's, that's like us and hunting, right? Well, at that, that, that moment, when I was talking to that camera, I was talking to these guys. I knew that they would be watching it and it was so unique that I felt like they were with me in a little bit. And that's a lot of the reason why we started this thing was to share our experiences in the woods, but also like, like I said, that share the whole lifestyle. If you notice a lot of the videos we do as a group, I, it got us together more it got us more focused and better hunters. It, it, like, there was a sort of a responsibility to, to be better because now it's all being captured. Uh, so be more ethical, put more work in, uh, all those things. Like it just made us, I think better hunters. And, and then the side you, you've seen our videos, like most of it's just like joking, right? It's just a good time we're laughing. And, and that's that side that brings value that you don't necessarily see. Like what Don was saying is some guys, all they do is, it's 20 minute videos of them shooting a deer. Yeah. And that's great. And they are great hunters and they go out to world-class deer and they get them. But we're trying to show like that whole other side. That's that lifestyle behind the scenes. Who else shows behind the scenes? Like we're showing you we're, we're filming like there's, there's a camera that's in view of another camera. And most times most photography and videography like, no, get that camera out of the way. We're like, no, this is like, we show it all. It's raw. It's, it's like, this is, we talk about the gear we use to shoot because that's what people want to know too. They're like, oh, I want to shoot my my guns. What do you guys use? And we're always open and willing to be like, this is what we use. Um, so it's it's been really, yeah, it's been a fun time, no doubt.
1: Yeah, and I, I think we've alluded to it um, kind of, In a roundabout way but uh, the the content that we're putting out especially with the videos and and a lot of stuff that we did over the summertime we're developing a personal connection with our followers with the audience and that's what a lot of uh this industry lacks to david's point and everyone else has said it too is you know guys are going out there showing a harvest and and that's the video and then they do it again and then they do it again um you know we're, we're kind of bringing a uniqueness to this industry that uh, you know, people feel like, uh, so we, we did kind of a, a backyard cookout this summer. Like the audience feels like they're in that backyard with us. I mean, it's a very, um, unique way to, to push out content. Uh, and I, I think it's a little bit of a niche that we've carved out for ourselves.
0: Do you think, um, not that 2020 was a, a great year to, to do things, but do you think, because of the way everything went down with COVID and all that stuff that, that kind of helped you guys kind of push this to the next level as far as being able to get together a little more and kind of put this thing, um, to kind of, to focus on it more. Cause we didn't have, I mean, cause you didn't have as many distractions. You know, a lot of us had to, a lot got cut out kind of thing. Did you feel like this that kind of maybe helped you in a way kind of get honed in on what you guys were trying to do? Just yeah, a thought
2: so COVID's not in the woods. Um, uh, and that's one of the great things is hunting, uh, saw growth through COVID. Uh, there, I've been reading some articles online about record numbers of, uh, harvests being reported. And they had, there's been a lot of articles, even in March about Turkey hunting, uh, Turkey hunting is spring driven. Uh, it's, there's still some Turkey hunting in the fall, but it's a big Turkey. It's a big spring time. So, there were a lot of people who said hey i'm, I'm off work i'm furloughed um i'm not sitting in my house all day. i can't go to a restaurant i can't go to a bar i can't go to a game let's go hunting so there was this resurgence of hunting through covid i think it was a huge help for us because more and more people got interested and maybe clicked on you know hunting as a hashtag and, and came across us so yeah i think it 2020 was a great year for us in the sense of we thought in the beginning man what a terrible time to start but
3: silver lining it it really wasn't and and we work really closely with a, a local bow shop out of boys archery in marysville and uh dale one of the owners up there said that this year was just record numbers they couldn't keep wow. bows in stock because people that have never had an interest ever even thought about picking up a bow in their life before uh, they were just stuck at home and they're like i want to pick up something and uh they said, uh, yeah to david's point i mean it's been a, a killer year for us I went to uh, Attaboy's, the same shop, real quick,
2: Jonathan. I went to Attaboy's, and uh, minutes before I was there, Cardell Jones was there buying a bow. And if your listeners don't know who Cardell Jones is, he's an ex-Ohio State uh, football player. He's the one that came in in the last three games of the season, replaced JT Barrett, who got hurt, and won the championship for him. So he's like this folklore hero for Columbus. And here he is at a bow shop. Never did I think Cardell Jones, who – played in the NFL for a short period would be a guy that that late in his life, picking up a bow and going bow hunting. Uh, so he was nicknamed 12 gauge though. So maybe he he was destined (laughs) (laughs) to to hunt and be in it. Yeah.
0: That's funny. So kind of, so we, we talked a little bit about like the challenges of trying to get into that. Have there been any like big surprises of just like, Oh crap, we didn't, we didn't take that into consideration in, in, how we were going to tackle this more, more of that creating, adding value portion. Like, what surprised you that you weren't expecting?
4: Go watch our turkey videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yeah, animals
2: exactly. do not cooperate. <laughs> like, <laughs> right.
1: You yeah, know, I, you I think all the- these ahead. you, got Adam. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think the biggest hurdle for all of us is, you know, we, we've been hunting like David and I for for years, uh, Nick for years, and Don. Uh, within the last couple of years, we've all been hunting before, but we've never held a camera, and we made mention to it. And um, I mean, every, every day, every time we go out and film something or, or to snap a photo, I mean, we're we're learning something about the equipment or something about uh, the technique behind it uh, that we didn't know before. So. Um, yeah, we, we started in February, we started hunting, uh, Turkey in April. So we kind of, uh, you know, got baptized by fire here, kind of hit the ground running. And, um, you know, we watched as many tutorials online and and videos and how to videos from, from professionals on YouTube. And, uh, but none of it can really compare until you actually are out there in the heat of the moment. So yeah, there's every day, there's something else coming up that we didn't know before. And it's, we're learning something day in and day out yeah the, the style of hunting that we do uh bow hunting 20 foot up in a tree is challenging
2: uh adding a camera and actually capturing an animal that is not on cue uh and harvesting it, it it's so incredibly hard and that's what we didn't know we never really did it to that extent it's really it's really content over the the, the kill and it's <clears> like <throat> capture it on video or it didn't happen. Right. The whole saying, yeah. like, you know, video it didn't or it didn't happen. Right. It's sort of the same concept here, right? We're creating content first and it's not, not a, it's not just the, the harvest anymore. And it wasn't before hunting without a camera, but it's definitely now more about the content over the hunt.
0: So kind of yeah, along those something. lines, though, how do you, how do you not get burnout on something you guys are passionate about? Because obviously you're passionate about hunting before the before the content came up. How do you balance that? Because I struggle with that a lot. Like either with my podcast or any of my running stuff that I do. That sometimes I use I got too focused. Cause I used to do vlogs all the time on my runs, and I got too focused on like I need to capture this. I need to do this. That I kind of lost the experience, and then it kind of, I had to make that, like, it got to a point where I had to literally make a choice. Like, do I want to document this for other people to see, or do I just want to go back to like my passion? So how do you kind of balance that, um, to to make sure you don't lose the, the passion that you had initially?
3: Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. I mean, we, I think we battle that weekly. You know, we all, we individually all have responsibilities every week to, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes of it all is uh, we have to upload a certain amount of photos, go on certain photo shoots each week and upload those to our cloud and um, edit it and they're ready to go out onto our, our social channels. Um, but it's, it's challenging as, as all heck because we're learning how creative or how non-creative we really are because like David said earlier, hunting realistically for us is three to four months out of the year the rest of the year we are struggling not struggling but you're pushing the boundaries or, or the envelope uh, creatively to figure out okay what can we capture that is fresh that is relevant but these other guys aren't doing and uh, how do we do that in the best way possible so uh, balancing is tough I mean i you know there's times that we're, we all get burned out and but we the nice thing is is that this isn't an individual thing so we lean on each other um, say hey You know, I'm either super swamped or I got nothing for this week. Uh, What do you guys think? And you guys have anything? And there's always one of us there to pick up the pieces, uh, which has been really helpful. To keep that value, um, Jonathan, what
2: we need to do is be, um, we need to be fresh. We can't create a backlog. It's not like we create shots and we can use them again. Um, Seen like the outdoors change throughout the year. Very rarely are we going back a week, maybe two to post the picture that we took then on our social media platforms. Now, Uh, nothing I think turns people off as a follower of seeing green grass being posted right now or a a deer that was harvested two months ago, another picture of it. That's not what people want to see. They want to be feel like that picture was just taken and uploaded. So that's, that's, we started doing that from day one. I think that's probably the most challenging thing for us is that consistency Fortunately, there's five of us. And when others are down, someone can pick us up. And that's what we've done all year. Uh, And and I really can't fathom how someone, one person can do that consistently all year. Uh, We all have kids, we all have a day job. um, And this is, you know, not a hobby, it's more of a passion. Uh, Like you said, you called it a collective, passion project, whatever you want to call this right now. Um, But what really helps is when we get this, like shot in the arm and it's a company that we respect recognize us or partner with us or a influencer who has uh you know really we're modeling what we do around them not exactly them but around what they do for them to recognize us that's like a boost and it, it's amazing the timeliness of it like we going can be down all of a sudden like here's this yeah. shot in the arm um and that gets you that gets us all going but at the end of the day, uh, for a lot of us, it's, you know, Adam sitting down with his dad watching, you know, the YouTube video at a holiday party, like, like that's, that's cool. It's me coming downstairs and my daughter watching, you know, my hunt for the 15th time on TV. Cause it's daddy on TV. Like that's that, that's that sentimental stuff that strikes you that you don't care how down you are and how hard it is. Like it keeps you going. So however you can find that inside to keep it going, that's what I think any creator needs to do. Yeah. So they, it's not like the likes, you know, Oh, I didn't get enough likes on that page. So I'm going to close up shop.
0: Yeah. Cause that's what I had the old podcast. Oh, good. Don, sorry.
4: No. Uh, so, so it, it's very easy to get burned out. Very easy. We have one tag in Ohio for a buck and it's very difficult to get that mature buck. Like they was talking about very difficult, but This group is extremely, extremely competitive, even with each other, even with yourself. And Adam and Dave got bucks. I am livid that I haven't gotten a buck yet. (laughs) My wife hates me because I haven't gotten a buck yet because I'm taking it away from her.
2: (laughs) These guys know her. And your father-in-law got one now, so her oh, dad yeah, got one. Yeah. Her husband, yeah, a freaking Uh-oh.
4: monster. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: and I had to dra- help him drag that out. <laughs> but it's it's it. So so it is very easy to get burned out because you only have one chance. So if so, if, if say we go out to the woods and we're like, I just want to hunt today, and you have a buck of a lifetime walk in and you don't take it because you don't have your camera or you do take it and you don't get it on camera like it, 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 it so we have to be on at all times at all times so we you can get burned out very
3: easily there's if if you took it and you didn't get it on camera then <laughs> you, you tell would tell just anyone. have to you don't tell anybody that yeah <laughs> you couldn't tell this group mm-hmm. you couldn't tell us <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, you don't even share it with your wife. You just uh, put it, the meat in the freezer and call it a day. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You put it up on your wall and someone comes like, oh, what, what's, oh, I found it on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, But to to all that point, I think the moral of the story is just keep on going. Just keep creating, right? I think the only way that we would fail is if we stopped. So, yeah. you know, we just every day just think, just keep on going and you know it's paid, it's paid off so far. A guy we follow has a saying that says uh, a post today a keeps the boredom
2: away. And uh we were not bored this year. Let's put it that way. With everything going on, a lot of people were bored in 2020. This group here we was thrived. not bored. <laughs> we were not bored. No. <laughs> no. I think I think
0: there's a couple of points there. It's like it, because you guys have each other to kind of support when those things happen like that is super helpful. And then to your point Don of like it's is a little different than like what I do. So when I was doing capturing stuff with running, it's the idea of the podcast "Run with Purpose" is running your life with purpose and intentionality. So it's a lot of just like it's a lot of feel good stuff, like really. And it's like it's all kind of the same thing of hey, don't be a don't be a douchebag and just be nice to people and kind of just live your <laughs> live your best life, kind of thing. But right. it's like it's a, a lot of those are. It's very just like theoretical if you will. So like I could do that at any point in time. And I think that's where maybe my boredom or came in is because I was just like, I can do it tomorrow though. Like, ah, like I can play Pokemon today and I can do this video tomorrow. (laughs) Where but if you have those things where you can't you can't you're gonna if you miss that moment, one, you're gonna get slack from everybody else, but two, you you literally just wasted like a month worth of content. And you're just like, yep. how, how great that would have been to be able to show this, to, to experience everything. But you're like, I didn't have it and I didn't do it. And there's been too it's many times. It's an entire
4: season though. To your That's point, true. it would be yep. an
0: entire season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. You, you need some my, like me days too in hunting. Um, like, you know, what I found with a camera is really tough to, to bring in every single time. Sometimes you want to experience it with your own eyes. It's like going to a concert and filming it the whole time. Like it's been, you know, it's been scientifically proven that those people forget more of the concert because they were looking at it through their phone. And very rarely will they even go back and look at that. Right. So it's like sometimes you want to live in the moment and with a camera, it's hard to do that at times. So I think everyone needs a me day and just to go out and like go in the woods and, you know, sure, if you have a buck tag too, it's hard to do because, but just, for, don't
3: like, anything, but just don't kill, kill world, anything. Just don't go towards your me day. Have your <laughs> meat day.
2: Just don't shoot anything, and that's when the big buck will step in front of you. But you, I think you need some of that to help. Uh, you just need a me day every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I think you can have that. I, I have it when we go out on trips and stuff like that, and I want to take photos. Obviously, it's like the where's it like the salt flats here. When I took this photo, it's like certain things we capture, but then other things I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna remember it. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick up the camera because people I remember our first I think it was our honeymoon maybe we went to Europe and I took I think I took like 900 photos of the places we went in like a week. And not a single one of them are printed. We have no book. We have no nothing. And I'm like, why did I take so many pictures? Now I go on a vacation. We'll be gone for three weeks. And I take 25 photos, but every single one of those photos I absolutely love. And I'm willing to actually print and stuff like that. So no, I think I totally get that of like being, being focused, but also understanding that there's more there's more than just the content and capturing, you know, it's still that passion. And again, because you guys have like your team or collective however we want to call it, it's definitely a good support group to make sure you guys don't get burnout because if someone gets burnout, someone else can kind of pick up until that person kind of gets back on their feet.
2: Right. Yeah. You can either take a thousand shots trying to create the moment or like just live it and witness it and have the moment sort of come to you, then take the photo. Right. Um, and that's hard to do in the woods and the content side of things, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to come up with. We go in the woods and hunt and leave that aspect of it. You could take a thousand shots and come up with the same content. It's really hard to do that. So it's everything else that goes into hunting that we tried to, you know, try to take photos of and and create content around.
0: Sweet. Well, I think that's a, that's probably a good place to wrap up the conversation. It was absolutely amazing talking with all of you this evening. Um, let's plug some socials. So how can people learn more about Hunt Moxie and where can they find all of your stuff?
3: Yeah. So, uh, at Hunt Moxie, H-U-N-T-M-O-X-I-E, uh, that's our Instagram. YouTube's a little different because, uh, I, I think it's Moxie, right? Like we couldn't get the hunt Moxie part of it. Yeah, that. um, it's just Moxie. But you could search yeah. Hunt Moxie, and, and one of our videos will come up. Yeah, those are the two main platforms we roll on. So
2: we just started a TikTok.
0: <laughs> Did you really? <laughs>
2: for, We're really going Gen Z. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but the the Look crazy for thing for you're
0: supporting the you know. Chinese government.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no! Now they're American owned, right? American owned. It's
0: a Chinese subsidiary.
2: They're all the same now. I mean, Reels, TikTok, Snapchat, they're all the same. It's like all now they are all on this very quick 30, 15 second platform. So you could create content and it could be shared on all platforms. So you're seeing that now. And I've heard, I've heard a lot about like influencers being sort of felt like drowned by all these other platforms. Oh, now I gotta be here. Now I gotta be here. And it's like, so we're trying to be focused on Instagram because it's where the community's at, but we've also, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on, uh, well, YouTube's separate because all the video content's there, but TikTok, uh, Snapchat, so we're on all those. We just don't really, we're not too active other than Instagram. I
0: don't uh, know. Got that MySpace page. Honest-
3: you got a LinkedIn page for those wall street guys that, you know, Twitter, get we, got Twitter we got LinkedIn, got them all.
0: It's, it's crazy. I used to do all of the socials and then I was like, it's great cause I can reach more people. But then I was like, I don't really care. Like if people want to reach me and this is just like the egotistical person in me, it's like, I have a microphone. I do all the talking. <laughs> it's like, if you want to find me, you're going to find me on Instagram. Done. Yeah. And if you don't want to yeah. see me block me cause I don't care. Please, but oh, we, but we, please we subscribe. S- please subscribe to the channel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah exactly. please subscribe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right, well, let's wrap this thing up. Um, everyone else. You can reach out to me on all of the socials everywhere at flores.run. Please subscribe to the podcast uh, and leave a review. You know, the algorithm helps when you leave reviews saying, hey, I like seeing five guys on a camera. And just like seeing this, this nice little <laughs> picture that we've got going on here, I dig it. So I want to see more of that kind of stuff. So yeah, leave a, a written review. It's super helpful. So more people can find the show and we can kind of just spread the word. Um, you can visit my website at www.flores.run. See all the blog posts, see everything that's going on. I've got some really cool hangry stuff that'll be coming out here in the next week or so. So definitely make sure you check that out. Uh, it'll be, wearehangry.com. Um, what else is going on? All the blog posts, everything should be good there, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you next week.